You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Hey-ho and away to the races on the JAC today. For retailers, resources up just under 3%. The Orsche up 1.2. Lots of green across my screen. Chantelle Marks, Head of Equity Research at F&B Wealth and Investments. Uh, what's going on out there? Well, it was actually opposite day today because what we've seen over the last few days is the market starts off quite strongly and then kind of fades into into the close. Um, and exactly the opposite happened today. So the market opened up tentatively, kind of didn't know what it wanted to do, and then just pushed higher um, as the day progressed. And I mean, as you mentioned, it's, it, there were a few very, very strong moves and retailers specifically performed exceptionally well. And for once, it was actually driven not only by sentiment or general sentiment or stuff that's open, happening <laughs> overseas, but in black and white, Real really things. good results from yeah. Mr. Price and Deadpool. <laughs> Real tangible earnings for a change. Isn't that fantastic? And, and retailers, uh, let's start there. Pepcor, Mr. Price, uh, there were some really good numbers out. Uh, Pepcor, uh, not the pick of the bunch. Uh, Mr. Price was. But let's start with Pepcor resuming its expansion push uh, and saying that because of the bloodbath that we've seen in malls thanks to COVID, it's able to uh, negotiate pretty good deals and uh, it's stepping on the gas in its uh, store expansion. Yes, I mean, they are, they're able to, to bring down rental costs, which is actually a, a, a very large part of their overhead. And when you have a situation like they are facing at the moment, where a lot of, uh, a lot of shoppers are downtrading um, into the Ackermans and Pepe stable, um, you've got top line growth coming through, you've got cost savings coming through in, in, in rentals, and because they, they're generally leaner, as every other corporate in the world probably is right now after, after COVID-19, so you've got massively improved cash flows coming through, and, and because of that, you're able to pay down debt. Then you're also saving on interest costs. So it's a, it's a really nice virtuous cycle that they're mm. in at the moment. Um, and, I, and I think, I, I suspect they're not the only ones. Not the only ones. Uh, Pepcor up 8.9, call it 9% on the day. Mr. Price, though, 11.7%. And if you look at it, for the last three decades, Mr. Price's appeal to budget-conscious cons- uh, shoppers really meant that it was Mr. Reliable. It managed to grow earnings by an average of 20% a year over three decades. But just in the last five years, it it's become a little trickier. You saw the return on capital dropping from uh, just under 70% to 30% last year. Lots of foreign competitors, Cotton On, H&M, Zara, all of it making it a lot tougher for Mr. Price. Just signals here and signs that it's starting to regain some of its old swagger. Yes, and they're gaining market share in every single category that they're operating in. And I think that this international retailer story actually has a very interesting slant to it or, or, or part to play here. Because H&M and Zara came in very hard into the South African market. I remember when H&M came in, their price points were so low that they were actually competing with, with a Mr. Price in terms of fast fashion. But that's not sustainable. At some point, they have to account for the massive logistical expenditure of getting their stock in South Africa. Um, and they have to start charging appropriately for them to, to break even or, or get to a profitable level in South Africa. And I think that Mr. Price's results now just showing that 
uh, the party's over a little bit for, for those for those guys. And I think the South African guys also did a lot to improve their sourcing. They're doing a lot more local sourcing so that they can um, get quick fashion to the market um, and respond quite quickly to, to changing consumer tastes mm. or um, or kind of get involved in the or, or start making uh, garments that people want right now and get them in store pretty quickly. Um, and you can see that improvement coming through in the in the gross profit as well, just an improvement in, in the way that they're operating. And the most exciting thing, I think, about the Mr. Price print, and probably why it was up even in excess of Pepco, was the fact that post-year in trade um, has retail sales up 16.7% if you exclude the acquisition of, oh. of power fashion. Yeah. So that is exceptionally strong. Um, I mean, even though the 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 the, the base period um, was was compromised in 2020, this is compared to 2019, which makes it even more formidable. Yeah, this is not base effects. Uh, th- this is a really strong number. Amazing what some competition could do. Good old capitalist market forces there put that in your pipe mr patel and smoke it when you try and centrally manage the economy afrimat great tweet this from david shapiro it's worth uh rereading word for word afrimat's annual compound growth rate including dividends over the last 10 years 32 percent the price of the shares up 1103 percent so if you look at it it beats capitech at 25 percent per annum and nuspace at 28 percent per annum and gold in rands at nine percent per annum afrimat has been the best performing share on the jse by a country mile yes and it actually came from a, a place of um of stress uh, to be to be honest because Afrimat was purely a construction material player a, a few years ago and they realized that infrastructure investing wasn't getting traction in south africa growth fixed capital formation was actually moving backwards um there wasn't confidence in the economy and they had to use their really decent cash power that they had at the time to think about what they can do to diversify their, their earnings and revenue streams. So they started buying iron ore mines. Um, sometimes the, the, the world does reward um, a bit of risk-taking, um, and the iron ore price has gone up exponentially, and they've done very well with those mines. They are very good operators. Um, and they've been able to increase that iron ore portfolio. They're now getting involved in manganese. And it just goes to show that even if you feel like you're, if, if you're in a place where your industry is shrinking, yep. um, it, that's no excuse not to, to, um, to put it your strategy. Yeah, hats off to that management team. Through the 2010 World Cup, they realized what was happening. And I think Andries van Heerden has earned the mantle of the JAC's best capital allocator over the last decade. Chantel Marks, Head of Equity Research at F&B Wealth and Investments.